It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Ah, yes, it is that time of the week where, all thanks to Chemist Warehouse, head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. We catch up with the 13th Immortal, the Maroons Messiah, the Origin Oracle, Mal Meninga. Mal, good morning to you. Good morning, Ben. How are you? Good. John Williamson, have you ever crossed paths? Have you ever... Has oh, he ever yeah, done yeah. yeah. I, um, I like his music, obviously, because yeah. it is Australiana. Like, of course it is. Many times I've been on tours. Um yeah, you know, we always have that Australiana theme when we go away, you know. So it's always great when England on a on a kangaroo tour, we we sit around a jukebox and play a bit of pool and have a couple of beers and and sing songs, you know. So that's what music's all about. It 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 reminds you of home, obviously, mm. um, when you're away from home. And um, I love music because it takes the stress away as well. You know, we 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 live through so stressful times and. You know, waltzing Matilda, as, as you alluded to, you know, at the Wallabies game, it's everyone knows the song. It's what is it? It's it's a um, a collaborative thing. It's you know, it brings people together. It's it gives you that um, you know identity. We're all Australians. Yeah. You know, even though the, the theme and the lyrics have a different meaning, um, but it does bring us together, and it makes you feel like you belong. You, you belong in Australia, and when you're away, you're home. And um, particularly in your mind, I just feel that um, when he sings that, I, when you put when you played it on your leading up to um, us talking, yeah. um, I had I had uh, goosebumps. Oh, me I, too. It makes makes me feel good. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it's all about, right? Making us feel good. Uh, Russell's just yeah. chimed in on text. He said, Ben, Mal, Football Australia's got nothing to do with match days for the Matildas. It would need to be a FIFA thing to organise and you'd have no chance <laughs> of allowing to do that. Look, Russell, I, I, that was, yeah, I, I, I know that. But, hell, there's no harm in trying, right? There's, there's there's no harm in doing this. And the I'm sure there could be someone in the FIFA marketing department yeah. With a sold out, with, with more tickets sold at this World Cup in, in this country, and we know where soccer sits in, as far as the pecking order of, of football, the fact it's had this success, the fact it's sold more tickets than the last World Cup, uh, it, it is. Oh, I, I think they could. I think they could do it. Hey, Mal, let's talk some yeah. rugby league. Um, the, the the phone lines have been going crazy. People phoning in and texting about about Vegas. What happens in Vegas, Vegas stays in Vegas. But who should go to Vegas? Right. Who should go to Vegas, Mal? <laughs> Oh, God. Um, a number of teams, all 17 teams, will be putting their hands up. There's no doubt about that. But I think it's got to be a storyline. There's got to be some sort of storyline yes. around how you promote it, you know. So, And I think um, it's got to be – there's two things, I think. One game's got to be traditional. One game's got to be new age. So the t- traditionalists, I would think, um, the storyline there is, you know, when Rugby League first – come on the scene in, in 1908, there was a couple of teams that are still playing today. So that's the Roosters and the Rabbitohs. So that's that's great rivalry. You know, that's a yep. great story. They're fierce competitors. Um, they're, they're connected, you know, uh, globally as well. You know, they've got many people supporting those clubs over many, many years. So I just think from a traditional point of view, and the other thing about those two clubs is in New South Wales. 
And the other game, I reckon, has to be New Age. So the Broncos are definitely, in my mind, um, New Age, and I think they have to be one of the teams. And then I think it's just a matter of uh, what who the game picks. And I, I think it comes out of the Cowboys and the Storm, you know. So one Queensland, maybe one Victorian team storylines there. Uh, they, those Both those teams have great rivalry with the Broncos in the New Age. Um, it's a different different game. It's more more attacking flair, you know, speed of play, open edge, as I call it, edge to edge and, and end to end type mm. footy, which, which you know, play or well, people over there would, would love. And the other one with the Roosters is such a fierce rivalry that, we need to we needed to display not only our attacking flair but also our our defensive clout. Mm. No, we've got no no protective gear, you know, and we get stuck into each other and people get up uh, after big hits and play the ball and we just get on with it. You know, I think that's a that's gonna be a huge hit in the States as well. So um, yeah, that's what that's what I think, you know, with Vegas. I think New South Wales and Queen perhaps Victoria need to be representative because that's the storyline, but also you've got the traditionalists and you've got the new age of the new the new kids on the blocks who have also been successful, you know, through their short tenure in the National Rover League. I thought for a moment there, Mal, you might have been copying my homework because they, they were the teams that I pitched. I mean, we, we know the Broncos oh, go. are going. Well, uh, and Roosters, Rabbitohs, but except here was the other one, the rivalry with the Broncos. Yep. I, I pitched the Dolphins. The, the Battle of Brisbane, the Battle of Vegas in Las Vegas – the Battle yeah, of Bris Vegas yeah, I, and Las Vegas, and well, you know, Wayne, like, yeah, yeah. Well, I like well the Broncos, obviously, because you get the Denver Broncos and yes. you got the the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. um, Miami Dolphins. I guess you know you can actually you yeah. know catch onto that as well. Um, I think we've got to have success though, successful teams. I know the Dolphins are uh, it's only in infancy years, and you know Wayne Bennett is a great story in himself. You know, yeah. uh, being the coach, uh, I feel that that you got to talk success. You got to talk. You know, players, and you've got to have, you know, obviously some of the, or most of the best players in our competition. So personally, from a, a player profile point of view, there's stories behind them as well, you know. So and that, you know, Storm's got plenty of those. The Cowboys have got plenty of those. And the Broncos have got plenty of those. And the, the Panthers as well, they've got plenty of those as well. So I think, I think it's got to come out of that because, you know, you've got to promote not only the game, but you've got to promote the athletes and how athletic they are and how you know, um, tough they are, all those sort of things, which is really important, I think, to the American audience. Mal, Nighty's out at Sanford, and he's texting. Nighty, very good morning to you. He said, Benny, read the NRL in Vegas. Surely the marketing hook is to recreate Tina Turner's Simply the Best from the 90s with a 2023 version with the current players. The US market would love and relate to this. So that's not, well, a, bad, that's, not that's, a bad shout. I, I reckon that's excellent. You yeah. know, so you come up with a theme, you know, um, we just talked about Walsing Matilda, you know, yeah. how much uh, that connects back to Australia as well. I mean, I just think, yeah, you got to have, that's part of the theming, I guess, isn't it? You know, yeah. Having a song or um, having an artist that I would think being Australian is very popular and, you know, even creating a song for it all and getting sung by an artist who is very well known over in the States as well. I think that's a, that would be a good thing. But um, yeah, I mean, I think the powers to be, all those commercial and marketing and PR guys would yeah. um, think of those sort of things and, and uh, put it out there because it's got to be a whole show, doesn't it? Mm. It just can't be just the games. You just can't rely on the game. It's got to be a whole show. It's got to be a, a performance by everyone you know, that goes there. Well, hey, Mel, were you, were you part of Origin in 87 at Long Beach? 
in California? You were? No, I missed no, out. Oh, I had broken it. arms. Yeah, oh, I of missed course. that. Oh, that's right. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh no, forget I asked. Yeah. It just dawned. It just dawned <laughs> on me then. I thought, hang on, that's right. Yeah. Your wheelhouse. No, you, you weren't there. Probably, probably. I wasn't there. No. Pro- probably better than you weren't because I, th- I think the the modern day version of Leslie Chow out of the Hangover movie, <laughs> i.e., Alan Langer, yes. was yes, <laughs> was running. Yes. <laughs> Actually, oh, I'd love to be there. Honestly, <laughs> come on, you got to be part of that. Yeah, very true. Yeah, I was very disappointed. I was watching it. I was very disappointed. <laughs> um, now, see, I'm throwing myself just thinking of Alan Langer doing his best, <laughs> Leslie Chow. Who'd be Alan out of the Hangover yeah. in, in any of those teams? Anyway. Um, Look, oh god! Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's let's maybe not go there. Um, Mal, let's go here though. State of Origin and Ben Iken and his uh, and his counterpart from the New South Wales Rugby League, Dave Trodden. They they spoke to the ARL Commission yesterday. They put a few proposals together about well about getting more funding for the game here at a state level and and in New South Wales as well. Increased teams, increased fundings. They haven't seen uh, funding increase in the best part of six years. So I know the pandemic played a part in that. So that was one of the things they pitch but the other one which is one I want to grasp onto today is state of origin um, making it less impactful on the clubs uh, going through the series uh, and condensing it into well I played over played over four weeks in that four week sort of bubble but three games on three consecutive Wednesdays uh, yep. going into camp I don't know Can, one do, do we need to change state of origin and two could that proposal work and have you been across this and had any ideas no, I haven't been across it, but I think we talked about it before, and I was a fan of that because I think Wayne brought up a number of weeks ago as well, and I was part of that, you know, 2020 series in, in October where we, you know, we played in three consecutive weekends, and it worked. I think I, I reckon, um, but I think as I said last time we had a chat, Ben, it's got to be done with the whole of picture for the season. I feel that um, there's a obviously. With the door condensed, uh, the clubs are advantaged by that because they don't have their players away uh, for long periods of time, which is great. But I just feel that they need to sit down. All the stakeholders need to sit down and have a look at the season as a whole. So right, starting from you know, the pre-season games to when the season starts, how many rounds we have to the finals to the international program, because mm. it's quite a long year. You know, if we when we if we look at it. Um, now there's a pre-season competition now with over two rounds, you know. So um, we've got to look at it in its entirety, and then then have a look at how we can reduce the workload of the players um, so they get through the season. I mean, like a World Cup year as an example, that we they don't finish they don't finish till mid or late November, you know. So then they've got to come back into as it did this year into you know pre-season went through February, mm. uh, our season started right on the beginning of March and doesn't finish now to the till the beginning of October. You know, so it is it is conf- it is a challenge, you know, for clubs um, to get through. I mean most I mean the Bulldogs have used thirty one or thirty two players and, the, and I think, you know, the the top clubs like Penrith probably use about twenty five, twenty six. You need to go that deep and we've got seventeen teams now, so you know Depth clubs become really important. Just getting through it all. There's and there's other things that you've got to take into consideration, like HIA. You know, there's going 11 day turnaround now, so you're going to lose players for 11 days, not just a week. Yeah. Um, so there's there's so many factors you need to factor in, and it's all around the welfare of the players and the welfare of the game. Um, getting the best out of the players, which enhances obviously the spectacle as a game. Mal, I take that all on board, but I'm also of the belief if it ain't broke. 
don't fix it. Like, like seriously, the competition has it been impacted really by state of origin this year? We're seeing one of the best comps well, we've seen in a long time. It has with injuries. It has with injuries. Yeah, but, 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 that's, that's, but 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 overall, okay, for individual clubs, perhaps. But the competition hasn't suffered. Well, we've got a month to go. We've got twelve teams within. Well, they can all make the eight. You, you've got number. You got the fourth ranked team and the twelfth ranked team within three wins of each other. This is one of the tightest comps we've seen, and it's brilliant. Yeah, um, <laughs> and, and, I have a different and, 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 and origin, and origin's been part of that. Everything that's happened this season has been part of it. The, yeah. the, the send-offs we saw on the weekend—that's been part. Yeah, of I know. It. That's that's one. But hang on a sec. That's just one year. Yeah, this is their first year. We've had seventeen teams. This is the first year we've had twenty-seven rounds. Yep. This is the first year we had a pre-season competition. Um, you know, they're still still trying to work out the international program. So, mate, to get out there and play, for, if you're one of the best players, that's going to you know you play an origin, an origin series. Uh, you're playing from, you know, nearly the the start of February. You don't finish till the middle of November. You know, if, if you're lucky, if you get through the season without any injuries or any knocks or bruises or some concussion or or anything, you know. So it, it is the workload is enormous. Um, you know, players are stronger, faster, fitter. You know, uh, so you, I think you just got to take it. Just have a you know, just settle down, take a deep breath, and I think when you make decisions. It's for the benefit of the game, and then obviously the health and welfare of the players really important. Um, this is the first year, but there's a lot of injuries. I got just tried to explain to you that mm. you know um, Bulldogs have used thirty odd players, you know, uh, getting trying to get through the season. They've actually gone beyond their their um, their roster manager, which is thirty players, yeah. you know. So they're using. But do they have many involved in Origin? Players. Who, who they had Tavita involved in Origin. They had uh, Dematt and Burton get. Uh, no, get a no, no. Adokar, Adokar missed Adokar, a few games. That's right. Come back, missed, missed a few games when he come back. Um, you know, so it's. But you're just talking about this isolated case this year. Y- yeah. Let's go. Just, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's, so I know it's, but it's different this year than it has been in the past. Mm. That's what I'm trying and, to explain. And you're true. It's not a World Cup year, and we don't. That's not a World Cup no, year, no. No, very, but they are I coming mean, off one, yeah. Well, it's it's it is demanding. It's demanding, and you know, you look at some of the players like James Tedesco is a really good example. You know, he's, he's getting criticised from pillar to post, but no one takes into consideration. He's off the back of back end of a successful World Cup. You yeah. know, he's had to have a spell because the the CBA says, you know, the players have got to have eight weeks. They're trying to go for nine weeks at the moment. You know, so a nine week break. So. You know, for, for, for someone like James Tedesco, as an example, who's captain of the Australian side, uh, at the end of this year is a really good example. You know, we, we've got a tri-series that if we make the final, we finish on the on the 4th of November. If it's an eight or nine week break that they have to have, um, so then he doesn't get back to training. So he just misses out December. He doesn't get back to training until January. And then he's playing footy. I mean, Straight if, away. if the Roosters, if the oh, Roosters, and the Roosters go, go to Vegas... If they go to Vegas, yeah. he's got four weeks of preparation before he plays, and he want to play in that, but he's underdone. So this, so the whole, the whole—that's what I'm trying to say to you. Yeah. It's the whole season, the whole program needs to be looked at, and you got to get all stakeholders around the table to have a look at it to ensure that, you know, yes, the, the game is really important, and and you know, every time that the teams go on the footy field, it's an exciting. Exciting game. All their fans believe that they can win, but then you also got to look after the welfare of the players, making sure that they get through the the year. And 
and you know they get that that rest that they deserve at the back end as well which you know at the moment i don't i don't think it works i just at the moment uh, with the national program and, and the timing of the start of the year um doesn't give time for players and clubs to prepare for the following year before time beats us mal are you fearful of losing Payne huss to the game the fact he hasn't recommitted Yet, uh, we know that rugby would be knocking. They've got a fair war yeah. chest. Are, are you worried about losing Payne Huss? Um, well, Payne's such a fantastic player. And, he's, you know, it's been just recently that he's, he's the best prop that ever played the game. You know, Byron Glenn, Glenn Lazarus. And if he keeps in the, our game, he probably will be the best prop ever. Mm. Um, but, you know, good marks, full marks to Payne. If he, he needs to explore everything. There's no doubt about that. But I think the next decision he makes, he's got to settle down. You know, so it, it is becoming a bit tiresome from my point of view. Just listen, just reading that, you know, Payne's going to, you know, go to the market and all that sort of stuff. Um, he's got Sonny Bill Williams um, advising him. So he listens to Sonny and, you know, Sonny wasn't uh, the person to settle down. He always had an itchy bum. He's always going to do his next venture. Um, you know, so I just think whatever decision he makes next, I think he sticks to it and, and, and starts to, lead a stable life and and through having a, some stability in his life that he he can be the, the person he, and the player he wants to be well said mate well said um we will catch you tomorrow mel on the throwdown midday cannot wait for that and we are doing it today oh wow what about this you, i don't know if you'll like this one mel chemist warehouse try the new fragrance dc10 by dan carter <laughs> <laughs> the All Black. Thank I know. It's a new fragrance. DC 10 Sport, it's called. It's new and exclusive to Chemist Warehouse, just forty nine ninety nine. if that's yeah. your bent and your ilk. Mal, it's well, always... Well, as, as I say, in Goodwill Hunting, in Goodwill Hunting, Ben, uh, they say, like, Sean, who's the psychologist, says to Will on his love love life, hey, you're not perfect, sport. <laughs> I don't... I'll take your word. I'll, t- I'll take your word on that. I like that because I haven't seen Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> what did you say then? I haven't seen Goodwill Hunting. That's all right. I still haven't done my homework. That's that's okay. Oh, have you, have you finished the Star Wars? Uh, I was going to say trilogy, but there's a lot more. Than no, that. I haven't started. No, I haven't started. No. Okay. No, but it's mm. it's not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Thank it's you, mate. We'll, we'll do it again. We'll do it again next week. <laughs> All right, mate. Mal, Bye. Mal, Mal Meninga on a Wednesday. It's not my fault. Why would it be my fault? Thirteen, thirteen, fifty-five, oh, four, six, seven, seven, three, six, seven, three, six. Uh, quick break. Oh, we're going to be talking some AFL uh, very shortly. Uh, a man who was friend. He was a Brisbane Lion. He's now foe this weekend, an Adelaide Crow. Ben Keys, former Morningside player, former Terrace boy. But this week, we'll be shouting against him from the Terraces at the Gabba.